0: Which of these things do you actually control? I mean, this is a great exercise for everybody out there to do is, is just go, okay, in the last day I've complained or been anxious or angry about these things. Which ones of those things do I actually control or have some influence on? And does what does that say about my priorities or how I'm spending my time? What am I doing? Folks, welcome to Counselors Can Help. Let's demystify the process of counseling. We wanna remove barriers Answer your questions, educate, entertain, and inspire you to action. Hello, good people out there. Welcome back to Counselors Can Help. My name is Merrill Fink. CounselorsCanHelp.com is where you can find me. And also you can review and go back to other shows on this podcast. This podcast is meant to be always green. What they say is always relevant. So every show we've done in the past is certainly relevant. It's not time stamped to what's going on today today. Like a political show or something like that so you can always go back and review find subject matters that you like and um, See what you're interested in uh, Today's show we are uh, Getting back in the swing. of making the podcast here. I've been busy which we talked about in past shows I am trying to do more of these shows and expand also and into other areas that areas that we haven't before and what I'd like to do and start to do is branch off a lot from this discussion today. This discussion today is going to be super important. i I'm glad you're with me. Glad you're out there listening. And today's discussion is going to be on what do I control? What are the things that we actually do control in our lives and what things do we not? And, and how do we then use this information for a better life, really? So um, I did start this idea thinking about what do we control? And part of this is my fascination or intersection with not only the psychology of humans living their daily lives, but also sports psychology and and how that mashes, how those come together. Because in sports psychology, there is a great deal of emphasis on this thing of what do I control, preparation, uh, your vision, lots of things that you, in fact, control and some things you don't. And so how do sports psychologists use that to produce winning athletes and winning athletes to get better and better? And so I'm kind of interested in in that idea that I could give to my clients on a regular basis. And so part of that discussion, sometimes we do get into this idea. Probably almost every client, if if they've seen me for a little while, have talked about this idea of control. What are the things that you control? Because many times I can tell you. The people that I'm seeing usually, and we all do this, we all get into some degree of trouble on trying to control things that we just don't control. And those can either be um, things which I'll outline later in in this discussion, but big ones are your emotions and other people. Uh, Those are big ones that we often think we control, and it doesn't quite work out that way, so... I'm going to get into a discussion first about what I think we do control. And surprisingly, there's quite a list. You can turn on the news today or do whatever you want to get a sense of what's going on out there in this big, beautiful world. And it can seem like everything is out of control, that there is no stability. Well, uh, to some degree, that's true. And to some degree, those are things that we don't control. So the idea of this show is to talk about what it is we do control what it is we do have in our grasp to actually make a difference and so I've come up with this little acronym that I use to remind me I guess of these items that I control and the first one is P the the whole acronym spells out plate P-L-A-T-E so in the first one the P which I want to get into is a, a pretty big inclusive one and that includes this idea of our priorities we control what we prioritize and and i'm going to put a lot of things in this idea of priorities um what you focus on what you think about those are included in your priorities you've decided that this thing is important and i'm going to spend some time solving this problem or or tuning my brain spending my time thinking about this thing again that's a priority should i prioritize thinking about Who's going to win the game tomorrow? Should I prioritize how I'm going to get better at work? Should I prioritize my future? I mean, there are numerous questions that come to us that demand a priority. Should I get the door? The phone is ringing. Do I need to answer the phone or is that not a priority at the moment? Maybe I'm into something that's more important. I don't have to answer the phone just because the phone's ringing. That's an example of a priority. I I rank order and top to bottom somewhat of the things that are important at any time. And that can certainly change, but our priorities, what we determine to be important, is a major part of things we control. And these these ideas can turn into things that we do in our lives, things that we do in our spare time, things that we focus on to get better at, all come around to this idea of priorities. And it does impact, as I said, what we focus on, our choices that we make, every time you make a choice, you're, you have a priority. Do we go out to eat? Do we stay in? Why, why would I choose one or the other? Well, it depends on what you're prioritizing. Do you're prioritizing the time you want to spend with someone? Are you prioritizing the food you want to eat? The money that you're going to spend, these are taken into account. Uh, prioritize your time. Is this time well spent? You're prioritizing, I think, listening to this show because you feel like, you know, there's something I can do to probably make my life a bit better, and I'm going to spend some time doing that. That's prioritizing your time. Your routines, what you do on a daily basis, the small tasks, the little things you, you do spending your time, how much time do you spend on the internet or really apps, social media, you name it, YouTube, stuff like this that... You can ask yourself, is this really a good spend of my time? Am I really using useful time listening to this show or watching this thing? And again, that's a, those are sort of big picture routines that you have, but even smaller routines can be, am I spending even the, the small moments of my life the way I want to? Do we The way we eat as a family, the way we greet each other, the way we talk to each other, are those the ways, the way we answer the phone when each other call, we can spend time improving those things and talking about how we'd like them to be. That is a priority of routine. Your spending, spending habits. Some may say, well, I don't have priority over my spending. I don't have much. Well, well you do make priorities. At some point, when you, even when you don't have a little, when you don't have much money, you are constantly prioritizing what you're going to spend your money on. You have to because you only have so much. So prioritizing spending, uh, prioritizing your environment, the people you want to be around, the places you want to be, the places you want to go, how you want your house to look, how you want your room to look. You are making choices in your environment. There's also a, another thought that I just occurred to me recently that has to do with prioritize, prioritization, and that includes recreating yourself recreating who you are in fact and I think the priority that this touches is this idea of being proactive and having a vision about the person you want to be again you're going to set some priorities that include all the things that I've just mentioned that may include the people you hang out with the way you spend your time how you um, get better at certain things all those need a vision and a proactive vision of how you want to be, say, six months from now or a year from now or two years from now, that you, you have goals, setting a goal, setting a, a, a vision for what you want to accomplish in life, the kind of person you want to be, all those things are need some degree of priority and some degree of choice or vision about how you're going to do that, what that's, what that's going to look like. It's pointless to start an endeavor if you sort of have no idea what the finish line is going to be. And so... That vision, a proactive vision, is, again, a very important thing and something that you can control 100%. You may bump up against a lot of things that you don't control getting there, but the vision of how you want your life to be, how you want to prioritize certain habits or strengths that you want to cultivate people do this all the time they're constantly reevaluating their lives and how they want to spend the rest of their life so being productive being proactive having a vision of your life certainly something you control okay uh, the next is l the level of effort I, I just put it under this is just the the strength of will the amount of effort you are willing to put towards this thing and obviously the amount of effort you're willing to put towards it is in some way linked to the priority that this thing has. So if, say, you are the major breadwinner of a family and you feel like your family should be living a certain lifestyle or you're going to put a lot of effort into making sure you achieve that level of income, say, as an example. On a simpler scale, you can decide how much effort you're putting into even the smallest things. How much effort do you put into if you're seeing a therapist or some sort of family counseling or couples counseling? How much effort are you going to put into that? You control that. How much time improvement do you want to put into this activity is all up to you. How much effort do you want to put into work? No one controls that but you. You can complain about the amount of work you have to do, but ultimately you decide how much you're going to put into that. And again, that takes a vision. It's like, why am I putting this amount of effort in? Am I am I serving someone? Am I serving some sort of value that I feel like this job is giving me and therefore I'm going to put a lot of effort into it? I have a vision of where I want to be. All those things feed into the amount of effort that you put in, but ultimately the amount of effort you put in is totally under your control uh, and no one else's. Uh, attitude. How much... Attitude. Oh my gosh, it's kind of a a loaded loaded term, isn't it? Uh, We sometimes we sometimes think of people as uh, Bad attitudes, right? We often hear the term that person has a bad attitude or I don't like their attitude But an attitude of your your life how you see things a vision of How you see the world is an important part of your attitude and what I mean, by what I mean is this Often Sometimes people have the attitude that I'm as good as I'm going to get and what I get out of life really has a lot to do with other people, what they give me, what they're going to allow me to do, the the kindness of strangers, my boss, my parents, my coworkers, a lot of what they do has to do on my happiness. I'm sort of beholden to them on how my life turns out and people generally don't think of that consciously. But that's kind of how they go about living their lives is they do that. A person with a growth attitude or a, a somewhat of a, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take on everything I can. I'm going to try to reach for more responsibility. They believe that they're never as good as they could be, that they can always be better. They can always improve. Everything about their life they want to improve and work on and try to perfect and learn about. That attitude, that growth mindset is an attitude of, I can always do better. I can always admit when I fell a little short and I'm going to try to keep working on that is a great mindset because it sort of admits that you're going to make mistakes. It admits that there's going to be some shortcomings that everyone has, but it's also saying, I'm not willing to accept that. I'm not willing to accept that those are my permanent shortcomings. I'm going to try to keep going for more. Attitude comes across, and that growth mindset I think is a major one, but uh, your patience, your patience with other people, patience with yourselves, that's an attitude. Your posture, physically how you are sitting, standing, appearing, facial gestures, you name it. Uh, I'm in airports all the time, and as I walk through the airport, I'm constantly aware of my posture, my presence, sort of the energy that I'm giving off, I control that completely. And am I giving off the kind of signals that I want to give off to other people and myself, by the way? This isn't about putting on a show. This is about setting my internal mindset on what I want to have, how I want to present myself to the world, how I find humor in things, how I'm looking for the, the funnier aspects of it and can not totally just swim through life, not getting upset. But if I get upset, being able to let it go pretty quickly. An attitude of adventure. Hey, I'm going to make mistakes. I want to try new things. I want to keep getting better. I can do better than my competition. That's an attitude. That's a a mindset, again, of sports psychology of what can I do that my opponent is unwilling to do? What could I take on? What task could I learn? What skill could I learn? What could I get better at? That I don't think my opponent is going to spend the time on because why because I think they're lazy and I'm not a lazy person. I'm going to keep working. Those are all aspects of attitude that you can put into any part of your life. Again, that you prioritize that you can put that towards work, towards family, towards friendships, relationships, countless things you can put towards your attitude. You can control the attitude that you walk into your house today coming home from work or even coming into work, how you greet people, that attitude is totally under your control. You you can provide that exactly as you want to and how you want that to be perceived by other people. Uh this gets into the T, the treating people, the plate, the PLA. We've got priorities, we've got level of effort, we've got attitude. The T, what I refer to as treating people or relationships. Major, major Thing that you actually control, and you think, "What? What do you? What do you? I, come on! You're not kidding me. I, I don't control how my, my spouse acts, my kids, you know, that kind of thing." Well, we will talk about what you don't control, but relationships, how you, how you treat people, how you address situations and respond to them appropriately, winning the response. I don't control what other people do to me, but I can have a better response. That is something you control and something you learn, something you can get better at. You can go back and look at situations and say, I would have liked to have done that better or differently. How would I have done that? What would be a better outcome that I could have responded? I'm learning how to treat people. I'm learning how to respond. I'm trying to create better relationships. I'm trying to put forth an attitude of we all make mistakes. I'm put forth an attitude of love, forgiveness, inclusiveness, That all can sound very, um, in some ways, those words get used politically. I try to think of those as what kind of mindset do I want to have internally? There's plenty of reasons I could get mad at this or that person. Trust me, when I'm in airports, there's plenty of reasons to get angry at people all around me doing this, that, or the other. And you can focus on that and be totally right. But that focus on what everyone's doing wrong leaves me feeling like crap. And I don't want that. One, I don't control what they just did. Two, it's pointless for me to have some debate in my head with them about what they've just done. Three, is this how I want to spend my time? No, it is not. I don't want to spend my consciousness thinking about what some idiot did at the airport or on the plane. Treating people in a way that I want to be treated, trying to put forth a good effort, does take leadership. It does take a um, responsibility that how the world, how the place, how the work environment, how the relationship is going to go or its success or failure is in part my responsibility. It's not my job to just complain about the boss, complain about my spouse, complain about my kids. That's not taking responsibility. That is merely just complaining. So we have a way to exercise our own responsibility and increase our level of responsibility and think about what could I be doing? What could I be working on? How could I be getting a better result apart from what they're doing? I see that they are making some mistakes. Okay, fine. That's a given. What could I do in response to that? That would be a better response and make this thing, make this situation better. Okay. Uh, Lastly, I've got. Eating, or well, the E the, in the plate, priorities, level of effort, attitude, treating people. Last, I put the E's under eat, exercise, the, you know, those kind of things, the health, if you will. Choices on what you're doing with your body and your health habits. Once again, we make a huge amount of decisions in this realm, and they're all on us. What you put into your mouth, totally on you how much exercise you get, how much uh, fitness, your level of fitness, all that stuff you have done. You have made those choices to make those things happen. Now, can we all be, you know, fitness models or professional athletes, you know, standing in the mirror? No, we cannot. I mean, there's, we're not talking about that. We're talking about doing the best you can to make the best decisions you can on these types of areas in your life. This isn't an area that people want to focus on because they're left feeling like, oh, I'm going to have to deprive myself or I'm going to have to be less of or I'm going to have to spend time doing things I don't want. Well, then I would maintain that you're going about it in a lot of ways all wrong. Um, It's not about trying to deprive yourself and that kind of thing. It's trying to figure out, again, what's the vision? What do I want to be able to do in five years or ten years? Or what do I want to, what do I see myself eating? How, what, what could be some better habits That's going to take some experimentation over time. That's going to take a little bit of trial and error. But you do control all of that stuff. Your sleep habits, when I go to bed, when I wake up, very controllable. Is it sometimes a problem that people in the sleep example have of, hey, I really wish I had more sleep? For sure, that can be a problem. Absolutely. Uh, But again, that's something you can work on. That's just taking responsibility for I'm not getting enough sleep. I really want a better sleep situation. What could I do? Maybe I could get some help. Uh, who knows. I'm going to see what I can do to to promote a better healthy environment for myself. All right. So in the end all these things that I've mentioned we control almost 100% and have a huge impact on our lives, our happiness, our health, what we think about. We have a large bit of control over this way more than you think. And I think where people tend to break down and where unhappiness begins is a focus in a lot of areas that they do not have control, which of course leads to more frustration, more anger, because the thing that you don't control is now going to start going in a direction you don't want it to go. Or the person will start doing things you don't want them to do. Um, you name it, you're placing your happiness in other people's control that's going to be sometimes good. When you get on a plane, I fly planes. When you get on a plane, you're sort of placing your physical health into my control. You're making a educated bargain in that case that, hey, this seems to all be fairly safe. I certainly can't fly a plane. I really want to get on a plane. I want to be there fast, and I'm going to put it in the hands of somebody who's probably better trained, better equipped to do this than I. And I'm just going to enjoy the experience. That is placing your health in someone else's control, and it is a reasonable and reasoned thing to do. You've made a calculated bet that this is going to turn out well for you, and you would likely do it again and again. That's a different story. That's different than trying to every day rely on how your spouse is going to react to to dictate your happiness? Let's say um, there are plenty of ways to um, go against that and not just rely on another person to to make your life better. Let's say there's a lot a lot of responsibility that you own that you can take to make things better and things that you can do differently. So this, what this comes down to is, you know, what are we talking about? Control here. I've talked about all the different areas, but a lot of it comes down to taking responsibility for any or all of these things, which can at times be difficult. They can be hard. But they all can pay dividends and make you much more free internally, I think, to pursue them and actually get some results from them. Putting time into your relationships, time into getting a a bit of a healthier routine, time into, hey, what are my priorities? And what do I wanna be doing five years from now or 10 years from now? What, how can I position myself to get to that job that I'd rather be having? All those things take time and effort for sure and can be frustrating when they don't turn out like we want. But you do control a lot of that. You do control the priorities that you make. Now, this is a great segue, I think, to the, what do we not control? What is not on the list? The biggest one that I think sports psychologists would generally say, and I think applies to everyone in our own lives, is the outcome. We don't control that. There are many outcomes that happen that we have really no say at all in. If we're an watcher or an enjoyer of team sports, or watching professional sports on the television, let's say, we have zero control into that outcome. I mean, there really is nothing. I mean, if you're a, a fan in the stands, you have, it could be argued you have some control and that your voice supporting your team, cheering for them does have an impact, and I, and I think it does, but it's not nearly what you think. We don't control the outcome. Therefore, focus on the outcome is is a foolish endeavor. How does that Happen in life well in the sports example I I just talked about being mad for the rest of your life about the outcome of the football game that happened five years ago and continuing to be mad about it angry about what the coach decided or the ref called or you name it I think we could all all agree that's not a great strategy that's not a, a great life plan we didn't control that there are lots of ways to look at that game as terms of enjoyment or, hey, I'd really, I'm going to keep rooting for my team. Someday it will happen for my team. I really want to keep following them. I'm interested in them. Those are all, again, priorities that we make, time that we want to spend, but they're not outcome controls. We don't control how this thing is going to turn out. And to constantly think about the outcome is anxiety-producing. It can be a depression-producing um, idea post-traumatic stress, all these things happen because we got fixated on the outcome of what occurred, how the thing went down or what's going to occur. Too much focus on what happened or what I think is supposed to happen leads to anxiety. Absolutely. Focusing on the things that I've just mentioned about, hey, what do I want to get stronger in? What do I want to get better in? Maybe this isn't the job I want to be doing. I could be getting some education. I could be doing something to put myself in a better position to gain the skills, gain the strengths, gain the wisdom, gain the contacts, meeting people to a different life. Those are all things we control and honestly, way more enjoyable. I think you find when you put some time into these kinds of things it does become a much more enjoyable life because you're, every day you sort of know what to do. You know what to focus on. You know what needs to be done. Focusing purely on the outcome, I think we've all been there. That is an anxiety and stress producer that we're trying to get away from. We certainly all care about the outcome, absolutely. And to take it away from sports, let's say an outcome of a couple. You're not having a great time. You're having a rough patch you and your spouse, your partner. You want the outcome to be that you stay together. Many people, I think, would say that's a reasonable outcome. But if you're doing nothing to sort of support that, if you're doing nothing to see what you can do along the way to become a better person, become a better spouse, um, being more honest, trying to learn ways to bring things up, there's a lot of tasks, again, skills that you could put time and effort into to produce a desired outcome. But that's not the same as focusing on the outcome. That's, that's taking action into what we control. I, I mean, I think the quintessential thing that we don't control is the weather. I mean, we wake up every morning and look out the window. and We don't control whether it's sprinkling on your car or the sun's shining or that kind of thing. We're just We just look out there and we see what's going on. We take a look at the temperature, maybe look at the forecast, figure out what clothes we need to wear, and we move on. That is a perfectly reasonable, again, way to look at things that I don't control and not getting upset or angry about what the weather should be, could be, or was yesterday and that kind of thing. You just merely take it in stride for, for what it is and make the appropriate adjustments. So we don't, we don't control those things. The outcome, the results, which we tend to focus on a lot in memories and future worries are not things we control. We control our preparation. We control our attitude, how we show up. We control our vision. What do we want to do? We control our skill level. What do we want to get better at? We don't control the outcome. And I think if you talk to professional athletes who are in the business a long time, you talk to highly successful business people, they tend to focus on the what could I be doing to shape the outcome that I want. We all want a certain outcome, true, but we don't just sit around and go, okay, the outcome has to be this because that's kind of a waste of time. We don't control that. Another thing we don't control are our emotions. What? Are you kidding me? You're a therapist and you're telling me my spouse doesn't control their emotions? Um, What are you talking about? Well, we do control our outbursts um it is it is true that you can be angry and not a screaming idiot one is your response or reaction to an emotion and the other is the emotion themselves and a quick test that i've learned is is um to prove my point that emotions we have internally we don't control them and this is uh, somewhat of a graphic one but if 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 i held the you know the loaded gun to your head and said hey i'm going to hook you up to a wire and make sure that you don't have any emotion as I'm sitting here with my finger on the trigger. If I sense any level of anxiety or anger or whatever it is on this machine, I'm going to pull the trigger. So you have to sit there and be totally emotionless as your life could end in the next few seconds. Okay, a little bit of a graphic example. It's it's basically saying, hey, if you don't remain emotionless, I'm going to end your life. Well, I mean, how could anyone live through that? That is pretty much impossible. And really, what it's the example is to show that we don't control the internal thoughts, the internal emotions, the internal burst of anxiety or anger or whatever that that initially hits us. That stuff happens within milliseconds. And to say that we've got some control over that we're never going to get angry, we're never going to get frustrated or sad. I mean, if you've got bad news about someone who was close to you that was, say, terminally ill or maybe passed away, how could you not be upset? Uh, I mean, you're not the old saying, I'm not made of wood. That stuff is going to happen. We don't control our initial reaction to thing, our our sadness, our uh, feeling of pain. I mean, we just there's just no way to control that. We can sort of get by, we can find ways to mitigate pain. We can find ways to find a maybe a better attitude, but we don't control that initial emotion. And I think, again, many people want to be, say, less anxious or less depressed or whatever, which is a, not an unreasonable ask. If you're super anxious and having panic attacks, you know what I'm talking about. That's not an unreasonable ask to say, gee, I wish I wasn't doing this. Well, um, there are ways to go about not having that by not focusing on just the anxiety itself. In, you know, in the case of panic or anxiety, you learn to sort of face situations bit by bit, taking them on such that the thing doesn't give you that dreaded outcome. Okay? You, you're working on an outcome. Again, you're trying to get stronger. You're trying to get faster, per se, in a, in a running race example. You're working on skills to do that. Anxiety, same thing. You're working on skills to try to get you to that um, overreaction, I guess, to the initial burst of of emotion. So the point of the emotions that we don't control is 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 not to say or give yourself a hard time for feeling sadness or a sense of uh, grief over bad things or being upset when you see something that you feel is unjust. But we do control our priorities, how we treat people, how we engage with them our vision there's a lot of things we do control and that initial emotional burst is not one of them another thing we don't control are other people's actions and attitudes once again my airport example walking through the airport i don't control what these people do i'm not going to get angry over what that person did i don't i don't have any say in that that's, that's on them and honestly what I've learned more and more in life is angry people or people who have outbursts, I less so fear them and more so just I have pity on them because I know this is their reaction many times to many things and they really don't want to be this way. You could argue some like the attention. Who who knows? But I'm not going to spend a bunch of time trying to control them in, in a situation that is just... It, it, it doesn't require my control. I have nothing to do with them. They're they're on their own. Um, in the plain example, are there times that we do wish to control people? Certainly. We do ask and strongly recommend that they put on their seatbelt. If we're going through rough air, hey, you don't have to listen to me. I can't come over and force you to put your seatbelt on. But if you don't, there's going to be consequences, and I really, really strongly suggest that you do. You can put the buckle on and... A flight attendant can stand there and watch you do it. And when they walked away, you could take it off. I mean, you certainly can. I, I would not recommend it. I think it's dumb. Um, but there are times when we ask other people to do things for their own safety, for their own benefit. And, yes, there's there are those rules in society that we're going to do. But ultimately, what we're talking about here when controlling other people's outcomes or other people's actions is – The little interactions in life, the things of relationships, the things of they react poorly, so I'm going to now react even more poorly, and now we have an argument. They're always doing this thing that I don't approve of. That makes me angry, which, again, makes us prone to arguments. In relationships with uh, parents and children, we often get caught into if they would just do it a different way, life would be a lot better, and that puts us into a very bad mindset. And so... Uh, I tend to spend time thinking about how could I be leading in a different way? How could I be helping them in a different way? How could I win the response and somehow change this dynamic over time? I take responsibility for that and I try to do the best I can to, to be my part of it and not just complain about their actions. Uh, I don't control other people's preferences. Parents have a super hard time with this with their children. You have your little son or daughter and you envision for them what they're going to be in life. And as it turns out later and later in life, they don't want to be that. They don't have that vision. They have this complete other vision, which you don't agree with at all. This happens many times as a parent. We have to kind of get over that especially as these our children turn into adults and they're in their adult years. Um, there are many times we're going to be met with this idea of their preferences or what they're doing. How do we react to that? How do we help them sort of stay on a good path? And as a parent, that's a very difficult line that we walk constantly. How do we help our kids but not sort of run their lives? How do they make their own decisions? But we're we're there to try to sort of keep them on the rails, if you will. Very tough line to walk, very tough. Um, and and admitting that you don't control their preferences is a good place to start. That maybe they want to do things in their life that you weren't interested in. Maybe they want things for themselves that you didn't care about. Um, that's a hard thing to get over. And I think trying to accept that or maybe learning more about their why they like that thing or why they want to do that thing could, could help you help them. So in the end, we've talked about a lot of things that we don't control and things that tend to get us into trouble with things we don't control. Emotions, other people, their preferences, the outcome. The outcome's a big one. Um, Try to think about maybe the last few things that you've complained about or gotten angry about in the last couple days and just see which of these things do you actually control. I mean, this is a great exercise for everybody out there to do is, is just go, okay, in the last day... I've complained or been anxious or angry about these things. Which ones of those things do I actually control or have some influence on? And does what does that say about my priorities or how I'm spending my time? What am I doing to make the, the place better? What am I doing to make the situation better? And they, I think those are great questions to ask. So what you control comes down to what you do, what you say. Certainly we control all those, how you treat other people and how you treat yourself all are things that we do control. And when we don't think about that in a methodical way, that can get very much lost in the weeds of, am I really spending the time and effort on things that I control? and Or am I just reacting to the weather? Am I just reacting to other people? Am I reacting to the news? Am I remember reacting to the layoffs that the company says they're going to do? I'm constantly reacting to bad news, the things my spouse said, etc. This is just a discussion on what do I control, what can I put my time in, what can I put my efforts in that I think, that I hope will bear fruit in the end. I mean, that's what this is all about, right? It's all about trying to figure out how can I spend my time and effort so that in the end I've got a life that that I look back and say, I'm glad I did those things, I'm glad I spent time on those things. I'm glad I put effort into the stuff that I thought was important and and I don't think anybody could answer yes to all those things. I think that would be pretty impossible, actually. But we're 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 looking to try to win more than we lose, right? And we're all trying to do a little bit better. We're all trying to um Feel like in general we did a pretty good job at all that stuff and not just sit there and go, well, my life turned out this way or I have this amount of dollars in the bank or I thought I'd have this amount of dollars in the bank, but it turned out I have less. And again, those are all outcome things. The outcome, the trauma, the thing I went through, I'm constantly still focused on the outcome, what I did in that moment or what they did in that moment and that led to this outcome. It's a data point. It's just a point in time that we can then look back to say, okay, what do I control? How would I want that situation to go differently in the future? What could I do in the future? What could I do now to either rectify that thing or or move on to something that I feel is just is better time spent? So uh, I'm going to wrap it up here. I think a good discussion on what we control. The reason I wanted to put this all out in one big show is I'm going to actually spend some time Digging into some of the smaller aspects or the uh, break this show up a bit and and get into some things that um, put a little more, more meat on the bones, more examples of things that we control, things that we can actually get better at, things that we can actually put some time in into our own lives. And I think that's time well spent. It's good for everyone. Like I said, I challenge everyone out there to just make a very short list of what you've been thinking about or taking actions on in the last few days and ask yourself, is this is this? A situation i control is this how i want to be responding is this the way i want to be living my life in the next few years what, what is it about that i want different and and sit and think about that for a bit because that's very much time well spent to reflect on those things so i challenge you to do that and um, hope to see you again on counselors can help our mission is to spread the word that counselors can help We want to teach you how to get started and get the most out of therapy. We encourage you to reach out to a professional in your area to help yourself or a loved one. Thank you to Kelsey Fink, our production assistant and chief of technology and social media. Thanks to Aspire Counseling at AspireUT.com for their support. If you want to know more about how counselors can help, go to counselorscanhelp.com. We have lots of resources, information, and we update it all the time. We'll see you next time on Counselors Can Help, a production of Merge Publishing.